Welcome to the Prairie Heights Podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, everybody. Good to see you today. Whether you're watching online, you're here in the room. And if you are from North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, we have had quite the week, haven't we? Quite the week. If you're watching online from warmer climates, we envy you. Because about this time last week, we started to hear signs of winter weather, of a winter storm that was coming. But as we we're hearing that, I would assume maybe you're like me, it's, it's a little bit of like, well, how bad's it going to be? How bad is it going to be? Do I need to go to the grocery store and, and load up? Or do I have to plan for extra child care? Or what's it really going to look like? And as it got closer to Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, as we started to see signs of snow and we started to see the temperature drop and the snow didn't stop and we began to see all these signs of winter weather. But as we heard about the winter weather, we weren't really sure how bad it was going to be. And if you weren't paying attention, you could have missed it until you couldn't miss it anymore (laughs) because you probably couldn't get out of your house, right? The other exciting thing that happened uh, is this weekend is that this team, the gold Uh, Green and gold team that plays at the Fargo Dome regularly on this weekend. And as they played in another semifinal game to get to the championship, all signs pointed towards Frisco. All season long as we got to see them win and win and win, except for that first quarter, right? That first quarter we got a little nervous, but then all signs pointed to Frisco. And speaking of football... All signs definitely pointed to a Colts win, but that didn't happen because the Vikings sure made the largest comeback in history. Yeah. So when we think about Christmas, if you're a Bison fan, if you're a Vikings fan, now you can celebrate Christmas and you can have joy as we've been able to celebrate this past weekend. But here's the thing is that there are signs all along the way that point us to something. And as we recognize those signs for you and I in Christmas time, I wonder how you might be feeling as you're getting closer. We're about a week away from celebrating Christmas. And how have you been feeling? Are you feeling the celebration and the joy and the energy and the love and the light? Or do you find yourself feeling stressed, anxious, not sure of uh, maybe what is to come? Or, or maybe you're really worried about all the details of the holiday Maybe you're filled with fear or doubt of how some of this year has played out. And if that's you today, if you're coming with more stress today than comfort, if you're coming today with more fear than you are faith, if maybe the dark days or the dark thoughts or maybe the dark moments of your past are kind of catching up to you and and that's how you would describe your December this year, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone in those feelings and those thoughts and what might be going on in your life. And in this Christmas series, it's called Light in the Dark, and 
And we're going back in history to realize the dark moments aren't the end. In fact, they might just be the beginning. In fact, they might just be the beginning. And so we started this series and we talked about a man named Abraham who was 75 years old and God gave him a promise. God gave him a promise and through Abraham's story, even though his sin was he lied and, and he was in sin and darkness. Even through that, God didn't take away the promise. God continued to fulfill the promise that he gave Abraham. And what we discovered in week one of this series is that God's promises are based on his grace, not our behavior. That God's promises are based on his grace, not our behavior. We can't behave our way to a relationship with Jesus that God fulfilled his promise anyway. And from Abraham, then God's rescue plan for humanity, it continued through a boy named David. And when David became king and, and he had a plan in mind, God said, no. God said no to David and he said, I don't want you to do that because I have something far better in mind. And we talked about how sometimes God says no to us in the moment because he's got something far better in mind and that might connect with you this year, this year. Christmas. And through all these promises, see, through all these promises, God is giving signs of a savior, of a king. Just like we were given signs that winter weather was coming, just that ways that we are given signs, they were given signs that a king was coming, a savior was coming. But here's the truth the people of Israel that were given these signs, they were a train wreck. When we go back in, in history and everything in the Old Testament, it is the people who are falling in and out of favor with God. In and out of favor with God. And they kept wanting things to be their own way. So they kept disobeying God. Have you ever been in a, in a season where you've just decided it's my way? It's my way. And you have chosen disobedience to God and what he wants for your life. That was, that was generation after generation after generation. God was pointing all these signs towards a savior. And he didn't take away his promises because of, because of Abraham's behavior. He didn't take away his promises when he said no to David. See, the entire Old Testament is filled with people falling in and out of favor with God. They're, they were unable to follow God's perfect law. Yet here's the deal, like God always sent people to speak hope and to speak life and to speak truth into their lives. He wanted them to turn towards him and so he would send people into that generation. He would send people to the kings in the Old Testament to speak life and truth and help point them towards him. And, and one of those people is a prophet named Isaiah and that's who we're gonna learn from today. The prophet Isaiah, it's the first book of prophets in the Old Testament. And you might be wondering, what is a prophet? A prophet during that time had significant purpose. Because a prophet's role was to speak life into the people, to tell them that what they were doing was against what God would want and try to turn them towards God. And so you can imagine, because the prophet would speak this out, that the prophet, prophets weren't always the most popular people. Because <laughs> they would say, like, stop doing that. You need to be doing this. 
You need to turn towards God. And so they weren't always the most popular people. Well, Isaiah was a prophet who, he was there to help the nation of Judah turn towards God and find hope in one of its darkest moments. Like in the nation's darkest moments. And, and I don't know, that might be hard for us to relate to in their culture and what made their um, nation feel really dark. But I think if you and I would just take a moment to recognize over the past three years, I would be shocked if at one point you haven't thought, this is getting pretty dark. This world and our nation, it's getting pretty dark. And so in the darkest moment for the nation, God sent Isaiah in to speak life. And what we're gonna find out today is that we're gonna recognize all the signs pointed to Jesus. All the signs of what Isaiah is talking about and all the signs of the Old Testament as people fell in and out of favor with God. All signs pointed to Jesus. So let's dive in. I'm gonna read a few of the prophecy in the scripture from Isaiah. And we're gonna find out how all the signs pointed to Jesus, Isaiah 7, 14, it starts and it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Emmanuel means God with us. And so Isaiah is speaking the truth that, that there, God is gonna come and to be with us because if we go back all the way to the garden of Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they separated their relationship with God. Their relationship with God was separated. And everything after that was God creating a rescue plan to come back and to be with us so that we could have relationship with him again. And he had a rescue plan in mind. And right here we see it says, uh, and we'll call him Emmanuel, God with us. God promises in this verse to be with them again. He's letting the people know, I am gonna come and be with you again. He even gave signs and details so that they would know that it's him when, they, when he came. He's letting them know that he will give a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Those are signs and details, and God's hope is that they would know that it was him when he came. So we can look back and we can see how God was always there and how he was always pointing to Jesus. All signs pointed to Jesus. In Isaiah 9, 1, it says this, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. What Isaiah is saying that even in your gloom and doom, if you full heartedly are following God, God's not going to leave you. God's not going to leave you, He's not going to forsake you. If you are sitting in the gloom and doom, and Isaiah is telling them, hey, in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea and beyond the Jordan. What Isaiah is doing is he's pointing 
to Jesus. I want you to remember that scripture. I'm going to come back to it at the end. Isaiah 9-2 says this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Who is the light that Isaiah is talking about? Who is the light that Isaiah is talking about? It's Jesus. The light in the darkness. In a time where the nation was facing such darkness, Isaiah was pointing to Jesus. All signs pointed to Jesus. We continue in Isaiah 9, 6. It says this, For to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to take a moment, I want to unpack each of those attributes of God. Each of those attributes of Jesus, it says wonderful counselor. What does that mean? What does that mean, wonderful counselor, that you can trust, that he's gonna listen and he's gonna guide you? That yes, we can get counsel from each other, but he is the almighty, wonderful counselor who you can trust and and he's gonna listen to every need that you have. Mighty God. What does it mean to to trust almighty God, the mighty God? The Hebrew word for mighty is gibor. And what does that mean? That means strength. It means power. It means hero. It means warrior. And in this time, what they needed was not a king to rule of authority and power. They needed a mighty God that Isaiah was talking about. They needed a warrior and a hero for their life. Everlasting father, that means without a beginning and without an end. There's an everlasting father that will be with you forever, prince of peace, that the prince of peace would remove any distraction that would not cause peace and would bring in everything that would bring peace. The prince of peace. If you were to get real honest with yourself today, is your soul at rest and at peace? Do you feel the kind of peace that Isaiah is talking about that God can bring when he comes to be with us, the Prince of Peace? Isaiah continues in Isaiah 9, 7. The next verse, it says, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. We talked about that last week. God gave a promise to David. And even when God said no, he had something far better in mind. He was gonna build a dynasty through David. He was gonna build a kingdom through David. And through David's line, through his family tree, there was gonna be a king of all kings who would sit on the throne And that's what God promised to David. And right here, Isaiah is saying, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. It was a message of hope. Isaiah the prophet was speaking life and hope into the culture. And it was a message that was helping people see that you don't have to stay in your sin. You can find freedom. There's hope 
coming. All signs pointed to Jesus. The same way that we get these signs that a winter storm is coming. We get signs from the TV. We get signs when we look outside and we begin to see the snow. Isaiah was talking to the people and he was showing them signs and details that all pointed to Jesus. All these signs pointed to Jesus. Isaiah said in 714, born of a virgin. That was a sign. It was like a sign on the road that said, this is how you're gonna know that it's me. This is how you're gonna know when I say Emmanuel, God God with us. This is how you're gonna know, born of a virgin. He's gonna be the light in the darkness. This is how you're gonna know it's Jesus. He will bring a light in a dark world. He's gonna be a child that is born. He's gonna come as a baby. Isaiah is saying, he's, that's how you're gonna know. All signs pointed to Jesus and he's gonna be a wonderful counselor. He's gonna be a wonderful counselor and he is gonna be the king forever. Not just temporary, not just these kings that come and go, but he's gonna be the king forever. And at this point, you might be wondering, like, why does all this matter? Why does everything that I've said so far, why does it matter and why does it matter to you today? You can't miss this because over and over again, God pointed the people of Israel to Jesus. He gave them signs, he sent prophets, he anointed kings, yet over and over and over again, they fell short. They fell short. They weren't able to live according to the perfect law that was of the Old Testament. But you know what? God knew that. God knew that those people would need a savior. They, he knew that they needed Jesus. He knew that Jesus was gonna be the rescue plan. That's why everything pointed to Jesus. Jesus had to come because they needed him. And now as we go into, I'm gonna read some scripture from the New Testament and that is, uh, I'm gonna read from Matthew and that's the account. There's four accounts of Jesus' life here on earth. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're called the Gospels. I'm gonna read a couple passages from Matthew. And in Matthew 1, 22 and 23, it says this. It's right after, there's an entire genealogy, starting with Abraham, goes through, and then we see David, and there's so many more names, and then we see Jesus. The genealogy, the family tree, it's written out in Matthew. And, and after that, in Matthew 1, 22 and 23, it says this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
at this point in the story, God is fulfilling his promise of coming to be with us on earth through his son, Jesus, a baby born by a virgin, fulfilling the promises of Abraham and David, fulfilling the prophecies of Isaiah. God did that so people would know that it was him. See, God, what he did in the Old Testament is he was dropping all these signs that were pointing to Jesus. And his hope is that when, when all of that happened, that generation after generation would know of the scripture that they would know who Jesus was when he came and when he was born as a baby, that they would recognize that in fact he was the savior, the long-awaited king, the one to bring light into their life. He did that so they would see him and recognize him and know who he is. In Matthew 4, 14 through 16, it says this, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow. A light has dawned. Is that familiar? Did we read that already? Matthew is pointing back to Isaiah and, and what was important about those landmarks and the places that they were talking about is that is where Jesus did his ministry. That is where Jesus began his ministry is in those locations and those places that Isaiah was pointing to as a prophet in the Old Testament. God wanted them to know this is him. This is the savior. This is the one that I've been talking about, the king of all kings that came to rescue and to save. But guess what? Guess what happened? The very people that God had been telling and had been pointing to Jesus so that they would know who he is when they came, the very people that he was hoping would recognize him, they missed him. They missed him. They missed Jesus. Jesus even talks about it in the Gospel of John, in John 5, 39, it says, you study the scriptures diligently. He's talking to the same generations of people that would have known the scripture, would have been able to read and hear the prophet Isaiah through those readings because you think that in them you have eternal life. Jesus is talking to those people. He says, these are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm it. This is, I am the answer to all of those scriptures. I am Emmanuel, God with us. And friends, they missed it. You know what they did instead? They rejected him. They arrested him. They beat him. And they put him to death. The very people 
that God had pointed all the signs to Jesus, hoping that they would recognize him when he came. They missed him. And you know, you and I, we, today we might be tempted to think, after knowing all of that and, and being able to tie the Old Testament prophecy and scripture to what it says in Matthew, we might be tempted to think like, I would have figured that out. I would have caught the details. I would have known it was him. But the truth is, we miss Jesus too. We miss him. He's right here and he is with us. He never leaves us. There are so many signs that point to Jesus in our lives, yet we miss him. I don't know what that looks like for you today and in your life, but I wonder if it isn't in just the ordinary that you miss Jesus in just the ordinary moments of life that as the stress and anxiety of a winter storm began to bubble and whatever that meant for your circumstance, you missed just sitting there in awe watching the snowflakes come down and the beauty of God's creation. And you miss Jesus. And one of the major ways that I believe you and I miss Jesus is when we decide, God, I've got a plan and I'm gonna follow my plan and I actually don't need you. I don't need you. And you might find that it's been days since you've invited Jesus into your everyday life. as you just go about your life and there's no sign in your life of Jesus because we miss him. And here's my heart for all of us this Christmas is I want us to recognize our need for Jesus. I want us to recognize that there's a gap between what we can do and accomplish in this world and what God wants to do through us. It's why he sent his son Jesus is so that we could be in relationship with him. And this Christmas, I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss Jesus. They missed it. And sometimes we miss it too. And our need for Jesus though exists today just as, as much as it did back then. I wonder if as we prepare for Christmas, we spend more time and energy focused on the things that make Christmas great with the people we get to celebrate it with, and that's a good thing. But how much time do we spend thanking God for the gift of Jesus that would allow us to have relationship with him 
and to live a life for him and to recognize our need for Jesus in our life because all of those scriptures that pointed towards Jesus weren't just for people 2,000 years ago. They were for you today. Those are all still true today. Jesus came so that he could be a part of your life today so that you could share the light that Jesus gives you to other people around you. So I don't want you to miss Jesus this Christmas. I want you to remember that God is with us. God is with you in the dark moments, in the celebratory moments. There's nothing you could do that could keep you away from God's light. There's no story too far. And I don't know how that hits you today, but I pray that it gives you a peace that you can't find anywhere else. A peace that you can't find in your bank account. A peace that you can't find in your career a peace that you can't find in the school that you go to and and the friends that you have, a peace that you can't even find in a really solid relationship here on earth. Because the kind of peace that Jesus wants to give you when he says, God with us, that Jesus is with you, is a peace that surpasses any of our understanding. But I can sit here and tell you about it. And I'm telling you, it's a whole nother thing to actually experience it. So Jesus is the only one whose light lasts forever. This Christmas, don't miss the light. Don't miss Jesus. And I wanna invite you We've got our Christmas services that are coming up on Friday and Saturday. We've got three services. Invite people in your life so they don't uh, have to miss Jesus either. You can introduce them to a light that lasts forever. And I'm not inviting you to come to a service. I'm inviting you to have an encounter with Jesus because that is the very reason that we celebrate Christmas is to encounter Jesus and to not miss the most important thing. And that's him. So let's not miss it this year. Jesus, he's the only light that lasts. I don't want you to miss it and I don't want to miss it either. So let's continue to celebrate that light in Jesus. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and God bless.